Welcome to Dungeon Master Talk, a podcast specifically for Dungeon Masters by Dungeon Masters. I am Kyle, your co-host. And I'm Shay, I am your other co-host. Kyle, I'm so excited to be here and talking with you about Dungeons & Dragons, especially for Dungeon Masters. Dude, I cannot wait. This has been... I've been waiting for this for so long. <laughs> it's true. We both have. This has been a project long, long in the making, and we are so excited to bring this to you, the listener. Also, on that note, we also thank you for taking time out of your busy days to come and talk with us. I know a lot of you are either listening at work or trying to do some research into what is Dungeons & Dragons, and so I hope that we will help you in that way to understand a little bit more about the game and what it what it entails to be a dungeon master in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. So just a little bit of time for you guys to get to know us a little bit. Kyle, how long have you been playing this game? I, I know we've kind of talked a little bit, but just to kind of fill the listener in a little bit, you know, what got you into this? How long have you been playing? Fill us in. Yeah, for sure, man. So I am currently in my longest consecutive string of active D&D playing as a Dungeon Master DM. And that's been going on for about two, two and a half years. We did have a little bit of a break in there for, of about three months, but I still count it. Before that, um, I played, and that's a 5e campaign. Uh, before that, I played a little bit of, uh, I think it was four uh, with a friend and that that lasted for about a year and then there was some different amount of time off and then I played a Pathfinder game for about a year so grand total about four and a half years of tabletop role playing and what got me into D&D or tabletop RPG that was really from a long time for a long time as a youngling into my adult life I've always been into fantasy. Uh, I loved any and all fantasy novels that I could get my hands on, fantasy TV shows. And when I had a friend tell me that I could play a game with others I knew around a table and we would create those levels of an adventure and anything from the super serious edge of your seat gripping moments to the laugh out loud like your abs are hurting because you're laughing so hard moments. uh, That really sold me on it and then when I actually played I was instant hooked. Nice, nice. So flipping that on you, Shay, how long have you been playing D and D and what you got into what uh, what got you into it and specifically how long have you been a DM? Oh, that's a good question too. So I have been playing roughly for about coming on nine years now, which makes me sound really, really not as young as I think I am. <laughs> but we we would play well actually let me tell you how I got into it so my roommate at the time this was back in 2013 like i said and he was he was a dungeons and dragons player and we had talked off and on about the game just cuz i was trying you know getting to know him and stuff and and uh, better because we went to high school together and we had talked about D&D and i'm like okay that's that's cool it's a concept now, granted, I had always loved Star Wars. I loved Lord of the Rings, the series, Harry Potter, all that stuff. Like Harry Potter is like seriously still my favorite series of books of all time. But you know, I just never, I, I never thought that that would be a fun game for me, just because you know that's math, and well, math is math. But one time, I came home from work because my girlfriend at the time, now wife, uh, was out doing something that night, and 
I came in and the table was already set. All the people were in place. My roommate was in the DM's chair and he pointed to an empty spot and said, sit. And at that point I go, oh crap, I can't get out of this one now, can I? So I played and to make a long story short, I was almost instantaneously hooked. Um, This was also before 5th edition came out, so we were playing Pathfinder at the time. And then the following spring, I think, is when 5e came out, and we switched, and we haven't looked back since. There you go. But I I, I love listening to 4th edition campaigns, Pathfinder games. You know, if I find a podcast, I love them. Um, Me, personally, I have been DMing off and on for... About five years now. Uh, most of them were one shots. Um, they were just kind of like one offs and right. you know goofy things. Never really did a whole big campaign. But I'm working with my with my crew now to do that. We've been going for just under a year in that in that game. So kudos to you guys. Woohoo! There you go. So as you guys may have caught listening to that, uh, we are both active DMs and. One of us, so Shay does actively play in my campaign. I am not a player in Shay's campaign, but we love... The thing that really the catalyst for this podcast is that there is nothing that Shay and I enjoy more in our friendship than getting together and talking about D&D and uh, specifically being DM. Uh, I very vividly remember after I think it was my second session of being a DM Shay and I got together to hang out and Shay had the biggest grin on his face because he knew he had stumped me as the druid in my game he knew that he pulled one over me and that I was not ready for him to uh, spoil my surprise moment he, tur- <laughs> he was able to disguise the entire party circumvent this entire ambush that I had planned and actually ambush my goblins. So, uh, and just the look, the grin on his face then and the conversation we had, we, after that, and this was two years ago, after that conversation, we talked then about starting a podcast, but admittedly back then I was like, I'm too inexperienced with being a DM. I don't know what I would say. Um, and so I, I basically told Shay that, you know, give me a minute and now we're here. <laughs> hey, you, you guys, the listeners can't see this because this is an audio podcast, but I was sitting there as he was telling that story, just kind of evilly putting my fingers together going, excellent. Yeah, he, he was given yes. his evil grin and chuckle hardcore. Uh, <laughs> so really, like, we, we want to bring this podcast to you guys because really that, that part where I told you, say, like, I'm not experienced enough, that really uh, got him thinking. And he came to me and he was like, hey, you know what? There's DMs of every level. And he's like, I guarantee you from these this little bit you've been a DM, you know something that others don't yet. And you've come across stuff. So we really want to help uh, bring this podcast to DMs of all levels to help us improve our game and really spread this. Uh, truly, guys, I love being a player in a D- D&D campaign or any tabletop RPG. But there is something special about being the dungeon master or game master that it's unrivaled. And until you do it, you won't understand. I totally agree. And I think there's also a certain point to all of this in the sense of like you, you can only teach what you know. And I think being a dungeon master, it, 
even if you only play as a dungeon master once in your entire career right. as a D&D player and you never ever DM after that, there's a certain level of knowledge that you gain just from doing like one a one shot or even a small campaign because you you have to teach it and you have to like there's just so many different aspects of it that that you learn by doing you can't you know you could read a book you can watch other people do it but it's another thing completely when you're in that seat and it's invigorating and nervous and exciting and all the things that that just go into all of that so with that being said, let's put a parameter on this. What is the dungeon master? Like who who is the person? Like what is their job in the in the world of D&D? Like what does a dungeon master do? Now like so this is this is episode 1. Technically we labeled it episode 0. We're going to give them the whole shebang right here and now, guys. Like, <laughs> we're we're, we're throwing the gauntlet down right now. Right now. Yeah. Let's throw it. Well, I guess in case we only ever get the one, right? You gotta, you gotta shoot your shot. <laughs> There's not a two. Steady, steady. <laughs> so uh, that is, you know, that that is the secret, right? Like, who is the dungeon master? Well, obviously, uh, there's the quick answer of, well, the the dungeon master is the person behind the shield, you know, with all the mystery, and they they have the book. And so, like, that could be, like, your basic explanation of their, their, but truth be told, it is so much more than that. My favorite aspect of being a DM is the world building. Like, getting, that's what I spend way too much of my time on, and Shay will tell you that from listening to my notes that I have overdone it at times, because I have built out I've spent so much time in my life building out these areas that uh, the party bypassed. And where they're at in the story now, it, the likelihood of them ever getting there is like nothing. But, man, that's what I enjoy is building that world for the players to explore and discover and dive into. And, that, and that's so good. Like, I think sometimes we can get overwhelmed at the at the thought of building an entire universe or a planet or countries or whatever and it's always refreshing to have somebody who that is their forte and that's what they really enjoy about it to be able to speak into that i think my one of my favorite parts of being a dungeon master is the character development that's something that we'll we'll talk about in later episodes with backstories and you know creating villains and Mm -hmm. you know helping your pcs improve but i think you know the world is important but I think sometimes for me, the characters inside the world are even more important because those are the guys actually living the drama that you have to put in. And half the time, you don't even have to do it. They will do it for you. Exactly. And that's something that until very recently, I probably would have launched into an argument with Shay about like, no, world building is more important. We had a moment in my campaign that like everybody still talks about. And it was it was a heart wrenching moment. It was the death of the wolf mm-hmm. in our party, the pet wolf of our druid, and that gets talked about to this day. And you know what? That was character, a hundred percent character, and that did truly 
change how I view my characterization as DM, and now those motivations matter so much more to me yep. when I'm creating characters. So it's like if I could capture even half of the emotional depth of that moment again in our campaign, then oh man, I like that's the goal. <laughs> you know, and and but at the same time, like I think when you take a step back and you look at the dungeon master seat in totality, like you get to be the guy that, well, you get to be Tolkien. You get to be J.R. You know, mm-hmm. J.R. Rowling. You get to be, or J.K. Rowling. Sorry. Wow. I'm, I'm terrible at this. Um, <laughs> you're good. You're refusing Tolkien and Rowling. <laughs> right. You can be, you can be Martin. You, you get to be uh, Peter V. Brett. You get to be George uh, Lucas. If you want to do a sci-fi yeah. campaign, like you get to be, like all these guys that all these creators that you get to kind of set things into motion and with the help of the people around you at the table, create this awesome story that you, that your party will never forget. And, and the best part about this is every group is always different. Yes. hundred percent. Every campaign, even if it's the same players, every campaign is different. Because they will have different players, they will have different personalities, they will have all of this different stuff going on, and so no two games can ever be replicated. That's why I am never hesitant to tell somebody to buy a pre-constructed campaign, one of the modules out there, because I, if you play it with one group of people, you'll experience one story. Yep. If you play that again with, some, with another group of people, or even the same people with different characters, or yep. maybe... Now somebody else is the DM and somebody else is the player. You will have a different experience. Mm-hmm. That's the wonder of this is because player the player characters have such an influence over the story that really at the end of the day you're kind of like the guidelines. You you build the structure, but then it's their playground. Yep. And so with that, one thing we haven't talked about is the DM also is kind of the the not really kind of is really the rule. Yep. Uh, the rule interface for the players. Obviously, yes, there's the rules themselves that you get in the player's handbook for D&D and equivalents in other games, but it's up to the DM to be the enforcer of those rules and the clarifier of those rules mm-hmm. and ensuring that you remain fair in your campaign so that your players can get the most out of it. And I think something to piggyback off of that too, the, the rule book, like the player's handbook, or you'll hear us call it the PHB, or the Dungeon Master's Guide, the DMG. These are the canon books from Wizards of the Coast that put out Dungeons and Dragons. They actually say in the books, if a rule or a particular line of a rule or whatever, if there is something about D&D that, you, that is not fun for you and your team, or it doesn't make sense, you know, whatever, you can cut that out. You don't even have to use it. You Whatever yep. you you and your group want to use that's fine the biggest thing like Kyle said is just making sure that you're consistent you know if you can as, as long as you can keep yep. those parameters consistent and everybody can abide by those parameters you'll have a great time yeah and that's that's honestly my favorite rule because you'll probably catch on to this as we as we do more podcasts between Shay and I Shay is a lot more in tune with the rules than I am and that does not make one of us a better DM than the other. We're different. We have different DMing styles. 
and that is a good thing. That's why this is a teamed-up podcast. My opinions are going to differ from Shay's. Shay's opinions are going to differ from mine, and that's a good thing. We want to show you guys that there's more than one way to achieve this. There's more than one interpretation of these rules or of the game and what it's meant to be. And that's really the the beautiful part of this game is that yeah. our experiences and it will be different and how we do things will be different. And the important part of that is make sure that your communication with your players, and this is the one deviation from this, and you'll hear us talk about this again in detail, but just make sure you, that you're in good communication with your players and it's going to be amazing. I, I guarantee you if you pour into this, you will get out uh, a ton of fun and just great stories and memories that will last a lifetime. Unless your players just want to absolutely derail you and at that point I think you just need different friends. But yeah. I, well, I mean, everyone will have to have that one friend, the XDM, who's like, hey, I'll get you. <laughs> one time. Okay, Kyle. I guess I'll do that for you. <laughs> okay, pick me. But you know, I have to. I have to laugh because you know, Kyle. You say that I'm a little bit more rules oriented, and that's and that's kind of true. Watching our play styles, like I've seen you kind of be a little bit more by the book. And usually, when my players are like, "I want to go do this," I'm like, "Roll for it! I dare you!" <laughs> and so, like, I know what the rule is in the back of my head, but I'm like, you know what? Go for it! I want to see. This. I'll give you a quick story. We had a warlock. Uh, a satyr warlock and I already love this character. Right. And <laughs> he had long story short picked up a big barrel of pickles from you know 3 episodes back and somebody was attacking him and made him so mad that you know they they threw magic at him and like I want to throw a pickle at his face. <laughs> and I'm like, "You know what? You have a negative 2 strength modifier." Well, you have to let him action. try, though. Exactly. You have to. I'm like, like you know what? I am, I will bend the rules just this once. I want to see this happen. He hit the AC on the dot. I love it. And so, with a negative two strength, rolls a four for a one d four damage and gets two damage. Two so damage. max damage with a pickle. I love it. If see, that ain't kosher, but that is something that I would let happen in my camp if we ever had the situation where somebody would have a pickle to throw uh so like in my mind i just have to be able to like logically work out yes this is something because my my least favorite thing to ever do to one of my players is outright say no right. uh, i like to provide either like all right they're like i want to um i'm just trying to spit off the top of my head here like i want to run and jump off this and land on them i'm like well that's you know that's going to be like three times your movement score can I help you come out with an alternative plan yeah. to achieve basically that in this yeah. turn? Because um, I, I I do not like telling my players no because I want them to be creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it when my players find an alternate way to uh, to either overcome what I put in front of them or you know completely find a part of the world I had no plans on or completely disrupt. The finale of my, I break my campaigns into seasons, completely uh, flip the way the season can end and disrupt all the plans for the next one. I want them to do that because that's going to make me a better DM in the long run. And I think you picked a pretty good group and we'll we'll talk more about that in depth. But um, one more thing that I want to just kind of say in closing as, as we kind of wrap this up, we will give you guys updates on our games. 
Uh, we'll give you scenarios that we've run into, good, bad, and ugly. Yeah. Get different varying opinions and and things like that. But we'll also kind of give you, you know, depending on what it is, we will give you what the book says, but we will also give you our interpretation of what the book says. And I'm going to tell you right now, Kyle and I are not always going to be on the same page, but we'll give you at least two different ways to think about it. And then you can make your decision for your group at that point. So one thing I want to say on here is you can typically expect this podcast to be somewhere around 30 minutes in length. And we are going to try to uh, keep up with a bi-weekly release cadence. So what we mean by that is every other week, not twice a week. Oh, man, that'd be crazy. And so that is going to be our cadence for this podcast. And so we will pace those out. Also, guys, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or related stories that you would like to hear shared on this podcast. Or Rotten Tomatoes to throw at us. Yeah. If you want to just tell us how we're absolutely wrong about this and we're DMing completely incorrectly, please let us know at DungeonMasterTalk at gmail.com. We do seriously look forward to interacting with you guys. I will add a disclaimer. We do record multiple episodes at one time. So if you email us, uh, please be patient. We will try to get back to you in one form or another. And that will either email be replying to you on email or uh, giving you the shout out here on the podcast and actually ask, answering a question out here. But it might take us a couple episodes to get back to you, so please be patient. We'd like to thank all of you for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to DMT. That means a ton for us. You have no idea how much it means to us that anybody would listen to just two guys come together and talk about something they love. And uh, from all of us here at DMT, he is Shay, and I am Kyle, and we will see you next time for more Dungeon Master Talk.